TV is a nickname, and nicknames are for friends, and television is no friend of mine. <laughs> <laughs> do, do, do you either know what that's from? I, I don't. No, I'm sorry. Oh. Redefining the word podcast since 2018. I'm Brendan Hutchins with Podcast Advocate, and with me is, uh, as always, is Mark. Hello. And uh, guesting with us today is Mayan Plout with uh, Radio Public. You are the podcast librarian and content strategist. And yes, I am indeed. I wear at least two, if not more, hats on any given day. <laughs> and uh, you're with us today to talk about podcasts, um, and spe- specifically the word podcast. Um, there's been some talk online a little bit, and mostly with you, about whether that should be that should be the word of the content. So I guess. Uh- I'll I'll give some background on why I even brought this up now in particular. Yeah. Um, so the Podchaser, um, IMDB for podcasts, et cetera, asked a bunch of uh, people who work in the industry to sort of like shift their lens from this moment now um, and look a little bit backwards to sort of where we got started with all of this podcastiness and then shift our lens forwards to think about what we would see in this industry in the next 10 years. Um my background is in like marketing and communications. My like undergraduate degree was in media and film studies. So I've always looked at how things are made and what they turn into with like a somewhat historical lens, but also a critical lens. Um, so when asked, what does the future of podcasts look like? I gave a like relatively broad answer about like what shape it might take, but then I closed it with, I also think we'll see either a wee brand or an overhaul of the word podcast, which I think was the, the quote, fighting words that um, mm-hmm. you, Brendan and Mark, really uh, <laughs> latched onto. Um, cool. Uh, the, the reason why I put it in is that I really do think it is um, important to examine the words that we use in terms of who who it talks to, what it means for the future of that, and then like what it means beyond like our own understanding being inside of the world that is podcasts. Um, so the, yeah. So like the background is like, I think I don't know that there is a better word, but I just want us to keep on thinking about what that word means, where it came from, what it means now and what it can mean in the future. And I think this is sort of like, I, I like did a little bit of like thought processing on my own and with my coworkers and actually with the lovely people I'm staying with this week um, to talk about what this word means to them and then why it is, why it's not necessarily future proof at it as is. So for me, I think of this sort of as, as three major things. So um, one is that in the next 10 years, I see a serious disconnect between podcasts related to the original device where it started like we're already seeing that now the ipod doesn't exist in its form anymore like they're not being made it's shifted entirely to iphone um so that's historically the device that it was named for no longer exists um and then moving forward um thinking about smart speakers the fact that people listen online listen in their cars listen on their I hate using the word refrigerator, but we're using that as representative (laughs) of Internet of Things, like podcast listening. They're ladies in cylinders. Yes. Yeah. So basically, like podcasts are going to be listened to on things that are no longer the pod. Since you brought that up, I want to kind of 
not necessarily rebut that a little bit, but to me, the, the, the pod part of podcast has never meant um, anything to do with Apple. And it's speaking as somebody who is an Apple evangelist, like I'm, I'm looking around and everything in my eyesight is an Apple branded something. Um, the, the pod in podcast has always ever just meant a small unit or a vessel with the added qualifier that it is small or that is portable. I came to Apple um, about nine years ago and, and sort of have slowly moved myself into the Apple ecosystem um, because I got to a stage where I could afford it. Um, <laughs> so I, I was very much listening to podcasts, but in, in the camp of uh, the uh, devices like the Creative Jukebox and the Creative Zen. Mm-hmm. And they used to have uh, a website called Zencasts and, um, or Zencast, and they talked about podcasts there. And they tried to um, retrofit the name to mean personal on demand, um, which is clearly <laughs> bunkum. But <laughs> I, 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 think, I think that kind of adds to that point. Like, I don't disagree with either of you. Um, I think it is tied to that is the original name, but I don't think it is limited by that right and also a podcast the term podcast was termed coined before they could even be in, in played on an ipod so all of these things while true are still tied up with what someone might associate when they're trying to disambugate the word podcast they're going to try and find words that they are familiar with already um so like we're in this like we are deep in podcast world um, we are not everybody. And part of my, like, let us continue to re-examine is if these words have no meaning, if we are bringing the meaning to it, does the meaning still hold true? And, and, or is podcast just a subset of something larger that can be more descriptive and more helpful to getting people in? Again, like I think about the like device disconnection, both in terms of like, it's not just Apple devices, it's also Android devices. It's not just um, people in the United States or English speakers. It's people around the world. If we're defining a new word for many, many people, um, we don't have a solid enough definition of podcast that's translatable across enough things because it's such a new word compared to other forms of media that exist. I, so, Mark, this actually might be a good thing for you to talk about. What like Infinite Dial does a lot, but I don't know that it covers like all... Uh, countries outside of the United States. They cover Canada and Australia, and I don't know if even if they have England. No, I don't think so. Uh, our, our market is very small, and um, if you listen to the likes of Helen Zaltzman, who I have no reason to disagree with, part of being on a small island means there's a fairly limited number of options for radio, but we are very lucky in that our state-funded um, broadcaster puts out consistently good content and lots of different types of content for different audiences. And that can be listened to commercial free. And so because we are well served by that programming in a lot of ways, I think that may be one of the reasons people haven't taken up the medium that much. It's still, I think in the UK, really very, very niche. And I'm curious, given their very recent appointment of a podcast commissioner, how much of what they're going to be doing is trying to either connect or disconnect. I guess it's either extend the BBC brand into podcasts 
or extend the BBC Radio brand into podcasts are a way in which you can listen to BBC Radio. So that to me is actually a really interesting example of like where we could use a different kind of umbrella term that radio has been around for a long time. And radio has moved into not just from the device of a radio, it's also now delivered on a computer and a car. Like it's moved out of the device itself. And I know it's named after the radio wave. So it's like, it's, it's much, it's, it's based on something a lot larger that if we think about podcasts as a subset of that, a podcast is a way in which one could listen to BBC radio. And I'm actually curious to see in the next year to three in particular, because I'm seeing anytime someone comes into a new position that's being described for the first time or created for the first time, there's a learning curve. And then within that first year and a half to two years, just like, boom, they're out the door and they've, they've made gigantic change as soon as they've learned the whole of what it is within the new organization. So I'm curious where things are going to kind of settle out in terms of how a place as large as and pervasive as the BBC will figure out how to better explain podcasts to new listeners. And if they're going to use the word podcast as the, you should always listen to a BBC podcast, it's BBC creates lots of great content. One of the ways you can get it is through a podcast. The podcast is this, 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 this. And actually using more explanatory action-driven words to get people into that funnel. Because does it matter to the BBC if people are listening on the radio in podcast form and, a, and the BBC app? Like, I, I'm sure it does. But to them, it's like, we have made this wonderful thing. How are people consuming it? Absolutely. And um, for uh, about a year, maybe slightly longer, the BBC, I don't know if you would call it experimented, but they they went through this phase where I don't think they wanted to associate themselves with the word podcast. And part of this, I think, is because the BBC is very, very squeamish about having any kind of association with a commercial entity. Um, because of the way that they're funded, um, you know, things like product placement are a complete no-no, and and um, you know, there is no advertising. But also, it, that that gets taken to an extreme sometimes, where they are very re- reluctant, often, to link out to other websites, uh, lest they be um, perceived as promoting, you know, something else. Uh, and I think part of that thinking for a while is, you know, they 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 used the term free download. So uh, for, for, for quite a while, um, you would have free downloads, which were the name for podcasts, uh, because they didn't want to have that association. I've, I've spoken with enough podcasters from the UK who are in the United States who are like really deeply examining the differences and why there's been a boom here versus a boom there. Um, and like, I, I'm not even going to pretend that I know how this works in countries that don't have English as a dominant language, because I don't speak enough languages to know what's happening there. From my very small sample sizes, I think there's like a, an attachment to radio in a way that isn't necessarily attached here in the United States or in the UK. Um, That radio is either completely owned by the government. So it is never trusted or it is completely like quality control is everywhere. So like, who knows what happens with it? Um, so if radio is the corollary to like, that's, let's talk about a podcast as being a on-demand radio show on your phone. It's not that the device isn't there. It's that the understanding, like the cultural understanding around what this thing could do for you is not the same. And then like access to tools that are being made in the United States are not necessarily accessible to people outside of the U S. So 
the boom that we're seeing in English speaking countries is not necessarily the boom that we see anywhere else. I'm not seeing it in part because I'm I'm not privy to it, but because Radio Public is an internationally available podcast app, we are seeing gradually more and more shows coming in in languages that we that no one on the team speaks. Let me just like put this out there. I had a very hard time thinking about words for the word podcast, knowing that it is used in so many forms now. It is a noun. It is a ver. It's like a, a noun that is like a podcast is a thing. Um, podcasting is a thing. A podcaster is a thing. And I was having a very hard time to come up with words that would encapsulate all of those. That could turn into like the like noun that is the application of the person who does the thing, as well as the act of doing the thing, as well as the thing itself. And that's cool. And a reason why I think that the word's not going away anytime soon, but it is very interesting to me that it has sort of taken that shape, that the word itself, as weird as it is, has turned into different like forms of, of speech. Um, so in coming up with fun and or useful ones, very few of them cover all of the bases. I've also uh, compiled a, a sort of list from from people that I pulled around me, some friends and stuff. And mine, I don't think are um, too discussion worthy. So how about I, I list off mine first and then we'll get into yours. Um, Kevin Goldberg of Discover Pod said, Haha, no, I think the ship has sailed on an industry rebrand. And he also mentioned things like uh, slow adoption trends in the Edison research, making the rebrand a big step back since we've finally gotten up to this point and it's taken so long. Um, Bradley of Podchaser said, I would never call it anything else. <laughs> and people still call smartphones phones and probably will forever. Fellow podcaster UV suggested stream designs, jokingly, which I thought was funny. Um, but uh, also asked what was wrong with pod or podcast. A friend of mine, Erica said that her partner calls them tapes as a nickname, which I thought was just adorable. And um, just because like people used to pass tapes back and forth of little things that they would record. And so he was, he, he likened it to that. And then um, my, uh, my partner, Sarah suggested um, that how moving pictures became movies, we could rebrand it to something like audio casts. And then that could be shortened to Audis, which I thought was an adorable name. And then suggested that uh, podcasters would become audio smiths, to which I immediately said, that is my new title. And I changed it on Twitter. Sarah gets all the points actually in my book because it's the one that really like, like all the rest of them, cool. Like, please take one's own stand. But I think she's the one that's starting to think about where the connections outside of the podcast radio medium are. Like, what is it that draws us to this? and extrapolating out to other forms of media and how they have changed in the last 150 years. Uh, okay. Hit us hit us with the, the big hitters then. I think we should double down on keeping the word podcast, but we need episode to peas. <laughs> <laughs> how do you spell peas? P-E-A-S. Oh, as in peas, pe- pods, of, pods of peas. Yep, 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 yep. Yes. Okay. <laughs> That's great. Ear nugs. <laughs> Oh boy! I feel like that's a that's a condition I've got at the moment because I can I can't hear properly out of my left ear, so I feel like I may have ear nugs. Ear gummies. Oh, 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 oh. Mm. this isn't helping. 
<laughs> At first, I liked it until until Mark made that, <laughs> until Mark made that sound, and I was like, "Oh, I guess that's a bad thing." I don't want any connection with gum and ear. <laughs> okay, then how about ear friends? Ah, yeah, I think Mark even said that last episode. I don't know how I'm gonna be able to explain this one because it looks better and like writing written down than than out said out loud, which is probably a problem for something that is audio based. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> R and R which is a reliable resonance. (laughs) This one's a full sentence, so bear with me. Everything audio. Really? For you, lots and lots. Also known as an earful. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then we start getting into more serious ones, like um, radio shows, audio stories, spoken word. One that we use a lot at Radio Public internally, episonic. Um, which I really like, Whoa, um, as well as Sonicast and Sonicast, kind of playing with the way that mm. Sonos does things. Someone proposed repurposing the word talkies, since that's gone away. Um, and then we just proposed, what if we use emojis, which is the radio emoji plus a web, um, which I will say I have some like positive feelings toward that because emoji has transcended language <laughs> like internationally which is helpful but it makes it makes it very hard for us to have like a single word that one could use while speaking but it does leave it open enough to interpretation that other languages can find their own word for that thing i had one more that is like the most obvious one which is on-demand radio or on-demand audio i think that's the umbrella term for what all of this is yeah that once you start to explain what is a podcast you use like verbs and actions to make sure that somebody understands how they would get that thing. Yes, that's that's kind of where I fall. Yeah. So yeah, you've used radio in a few of them. Obviously, it's in the name of the company that you work for. Um, <laughs> yes. But to me, like I have just short of a violent reaction to the use of that word for podcasts. Because to me, like whenever I've ever listened to the radio, it has been a completely different experience to anything I've ever listened to as a podcast. And like, when I ever hear a podcast that is just a rebroadcast of a radio show, uh, and you know it's something I just immediately unsubscribe from and 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 never come back to because the I feel like it's 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 crossing over a line that that shouldn't be a radio program is something completely different than what you would get on on demand because it's built for a different structure. So is that structural? Is that content? Is that tone? Is that all of that? Yeah, all. To, okay. to me, I mean, it's something that you, it's it's a stream, it's always there in a stream, so it's a, a live broadcast as opposed to something on demand. And not that a podcast can't be live and then also distributed on demand, but a radio is only that. The only challenge that I find with the word radio, so all of that, totally valid, and I feel some of that as well, knowing also that like I live in a college town that has a free-form radio station, and it doesn't sound like any radio I've heard anywhere else. Oh, nice. Okay. The big difference between radio to me and podcasts is like FCC. Mm. So a podcast can be anything now because it can be made by anyone to be anything, and that is sort of the only differentiator for me between radio and podcast is who is overseeing the giant thing. Yeah. And there's still no like giant overseer of the thing with podcasts, which is a beautiful thing. Yeah, exactly. I was, uh, yeah, man, uh, that, that both made my heart swell and also like shrink in terror at the, at the, the future thought of an FCC right? coming down on podcasts. Like I have like weird feelings around the word podcast, to be perfectly honest. Um, in part because my immediate connotation of it is pardon me 
usually two white dudes sitting around a microphone. Yes. Um, I'm not a white <laughs> dude sitting at a microphone, so it doesn't feel like it's a place that I can exist. So like part of my let us examine this word is if and how we get away from some of the negative connotations around the start of all of it. Um, that makes it more inclusive for people around the world, people of color, women, etc. That 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 uh, that makes me so sad that you feel like it's it's something that's only for two white dudes. And it, like for for me, like I, I mean, it, my my like picture has totally changed from being sure. inside of this, but it's part of the reason why it didn't necessarily make sense for me at the time. Sure, that I that podcast started. Like I came to this so much later. And most of the people that I knew were fitting that same demographic of listener. And like, I mean, I get that same feeling actually when I look at like the Apple charts, like it doesn't actually reflect what I listen to at all. But Apple charts reflect what's happening on Apple devices, which they have their own like demographic of who they're trying to hit. Like it makes sense, but it also is kind of frustrating as not that demographic. I have two questions, if I may. Um, one is, I think, quite short, and then the other one might be a little bit longer. And it's, it's one that's been burning a hole in my brain for the last week, um, and I've been dying to have this conversation. But I'll start with the easy one first. <laughs> Possibly easy. Um, why don't videos have this problem? So you upload to YouTube um, or Vimeo or one of these other places, and you just call it a video. So is a parallel audio i think that's the problem partly maybe that is the issue that we don't you don't have an audio <laughs> we haven't um we haven't verbite no it's not a verb we haven't we haven't made it a noun we haven't you know made audio you don't have an audio i actually wasn't thinking about the unit and i like that you asked this in part because like i was trying to think about like parallels with like how does um like in the shift from like movies and television being like again tied to device or process how it's shifted into digital native and things like netflix originals or hulu originals yeah we've got this for lots of things now netflix uh and the like they're not tv they're they are programs of a video nature that are sometimes serialized and sometimes one-off um but tv is just the easiest way of yeah you know terming terming what it is but it's not tv in the same way that um if I turn on my local community radio station, that's not a radio station because it's, you know, in the traditional yeah. form because it's completely online, doesn't have an FM signal. It's only online. Um, and so, yeah, like it, it is, it, it's a problem across digital media as we take these more analog uh, forms and bring them into the digital age. I guess I'm thinking like the way in which digi- born first digital content is building itself is off of the analog, which is what you were saying, Mark. Um, But the way in which they've chosen to brand it is like the name of the brand original, which the only place I'm seeing that in podcast land is audible. Mm -hmm. Um, Potentially also with Stitcher, like like, in looking at the nomenclature of what other born first digital companies are doing to help try and redefine what we understand from the analog the shift from analog to digital, I haven't seen really good parallels yet. How does your feeling around the word, um, how does that pertain to the format and the openness or not of that format? So for me, a podcast specifically means audio or video that is delivered 
in some kind of syndicated form using a, a, an open protocol. And the only open protocol that we really use is RSS. JSON feed is a thing that exists, but no one's, to my knowledge, really using it yet, which is a shame. Um, so we'll just say, you know, for, for simplicity's sake, it's RSS. Um, I don't count, and I, I get prickly when people talk, like Spotify talks about podcasts mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, Stitcher Premium yes. talks about podcasts, because I think it's not that those pieces of content don't have value but i think they are they're separate and but it's i'm interested to know is that an important stance and is that a stance that you share and and what are your thoughts around that because um yeah there is some really interesting things happening in things like premium audio and i think there are ways to do that openly uh you know using open protocols that aren't exclusive and can then actually still be part of what we whatever we're going to call podcasts i actually very much agree with you mark and i think it's because of where we're both coming from you're providing this open protocol and we are the people who are able to read said open protocol i think all of this other stuff is great but it's not a podcast because of the definition of how this thing is 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 like delivered from the maker to the creator or sorry the creator to the consumer um so knowing that arc like there is something around technology here that is still an important differentiation between this and all other on-demand audio content and i'm i'm glad that you brought up video only because it is not something that's super in my head when it comes to podcasts but is in fact a whole part of podcasts and it is also a good reminder for me at least that podcasts are not always words they can also be music so podcast again is about not just the thing that we're hearing, but the delivery system, the person making it, the act of doing it, it's it covers a lot. Yeah, that is really interesting about the just the single word means so many different things. Uh it's so many different nouns within the same like small sphere. What what it then means is when you say Stitcher Premium uh have a new podcast, you've then got to then have the conversation when you talk to someone else and say, uh, okay, well, uh, can I use this app? No, you can't. Well, can I use this app? Can I use any podcast app? And you have to say, no, you can't. But they called it a podcast. Well, they called it a podcast. And then, it, you know, it makes them the bad guys, which they're not trying to be. They're trying to use a word that is, you know, to play devil's advocate, they're trying to use a word that people already understand. But not everyone understands it. So it's even more confusing. <laughs> yes, that's very true. Uh, and we, we continue to muddy the understanding by saying this thing is a podcast, but it's yeah, it, 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 it irks me. And I want to not be irked. I don't wish to be irked. Right. And I, I will say I that there's, there's a part of <laughs> every time I see a new original thing that is windowed, that is specifically, specifically speaking to an audience that is not necessarily into podcast space yet. And I'm going to use Wolverine, Wolverine just as an example, because I think one of the smart moves that they're making is we're trying to tap into a, um, comic book enjoying world that we know exists because Marvel movies are successful. And if they're that like in, I'm assuming as a very intentional audience crossover, they're not doing themselves a service to call it a podcast, at least not at this moment, because right now it is only available in this particular format on this one particular app. So I, I agree. I think it is muddying the waters slightly. And if from a mark, a strategic marketing perspective around making the world of podcasts move forward. I don't know that a windowed exclusive that isn't actually available to everybody is act, is doing a service to the word or the industry of podcasts. 
Yeah, there's um, Nick Qua has uh, got an interview with the, uh, I think it's the CEO uh, of Stitcher Premium and, you know, mentioned in, in, in his article, Apple's potential growing animosity towards companies like um, Stitcher for, for doing this windowing of, of content. That's a funny stance for them to take when they're actively trying to get um, music exclusives for Apple Music and everything like that. But the music industry also has all of this other structural stuff in it that the podcast industry doesn't yet have. Like, we don't have the, like, massive studio, like, crazy copyweight, like, all of the stuff that the music industry has. Podcast doesn't have, I don't want to even say yet, podcasts don't have this because it started from an open, everybody can do this sort of place. And it's not that music didn't start from there too, but, like, huge, huge systems like are in place to make the music industry continue to be the music industry. So I'm wondering if one of the potential word propositions are around open and on-demand audio. Um, that it, fe- it fe- like that's, I hate to say this, um, Brendan, but it's getting pretty close to the sound of the word Audi if we say it differently, which is open <laughs> on-demand audio. Ooda. <laughs> With Uda, yeah. <laughs> Uda, which which sounds a little bit like a Cockney saying order. Uda. Or it sounds like a baby's first word, which Uda. like is not necessarily a bad thing. <laughs> Back in February, um, Radio Public launched the Paid Listens program. What it means is that any podcaster who has ad-free episodes available in their feed can be paid essentially the equivalent of a $20 CPM, so $20 per thousand listens of episodes of their podcast in the Radio Public app. Um, what this says, what this means and what it like broadly indicates for the rest of Podcastlandia is that um, not all podcasters are ever going to reach the um, the lowest threshold for reaching advertisers, which means that while podcasts are free to listen to, they're definitely not free for the people who make them. Equipment costs money, hosting costs money, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and many podcasters are ending up in, um, in the negative simply from making a thing that they love. Yep. <laughs> um, so um, what paid listens does is, um, allow any listen that's happening to actually earn money for a podcaster. Um, right now, the way that that's working is uh, we do 15 second, um, at the moment it's just pre-rolls, but um, it could also be post-rolls. The same way that like Spotify free does like the 30 second ad spots, you can't skip them. They're just there. Um, and that's that's how a podcaster would get paid. Um, so the sort of a second piece that's developed since we launched that um, it's called the loyal listener bonus, which means that for any um, new listener that hears three or more of your episodes, you get a bonus dollar, mm, which yeah. is awesome because it means that you now know how many people are committed to your show over time um, and you get paid for that, which is pretty nice. And broadly, when we look at what paid listens and like the earnings that come in from episodes being heard and the loyal listener bonus means is shifting away from the fuzzy numbers of um, subscriptions and downloads, which are their own thing, um, and actually starting to get people hard, meaningful numbers around what their podcast, how their podcast is performing with the most important group, which is their listeners. People seem really into what we're doing. Um, and I will say from a, like a content strategist perspective, 
what it's allowed us to do is find a group of people who are super hungry to make their shows better and learn more about who is listening and how, um, and if they're even being listened to. Um, that hungry group is now getting really direct support on how they can best continue to grow their show over time. Well, we'll have links in the show notes for um, all those things that you just talked about and um, people will be able to go and check that out, especially if you're a podcaster. Yeah. And I'm more than happy to talk to people about um, any of the marketing pieces. This sort of like, once you're sort of in our, um, in our program, you receive a lot of like basic marketing support, but we're also offering like, one-on-one consultations. If someone's like, I want to do better, how do I do that? We'll just like do a quick audit of like your RSS feed and your website and your social presences and be like, here's some ways in which you can make this even more awesome and even more money-making potential for yourself. I also want to give a quick shout out to your newsletter, Queued Up, which is just an awesome like bulk dump of all the newest podcasts of the week. <laughs> As, well, I, I will say it's it's great for people who write about podcasts or are critique, critics of podcasts. But the reason why that's so great, and I'm going to say this specifically to your podcast making audience, is to make sure that we know about shows before they come out, um, which we mm. tweet about weekly. Um, and also just like it should be on our site. Um, that is the best way to make sure that your show is getting in front of people who have some sort of capability of writing about your show. Podcasters, tell me about your stuff. Podcast writers, I will tell you about all the things that podcasters are telling me. Bitrate is produced and presented by Brandon Hutchins and Mark Stedman. Huge thanks to our special guest, Mayan Cloud from Radio Public. Find links and show notes at bitrate.podian.co and stay subscribed for more juicy new nugs.